Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids. I'm Edward Hunt, joined by my fellow high schooler. Mike? It's a high school movie, man. I'm trying. It's hard, all right? (laughs) Uh, And we are the Meddling Kids. And uh, yeah, welcome. We like to review movies, and today we'll be reviewing Bottoms. Uh, For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. It's great to have you. For those of you coming back, great to see you again. Uh, We will never spoil anything for the first 15 minutes or so of the movie. We'll give you a spoiler-free review from 0 to 5, and then we'll start giving you some background and play-by-play of the movie. But, again, spoiler-free review. Mike, are you ready? I am. All right. Bottom, sir. What do you give it? So, yeah. All right. So, when I walked out of the theater... Okay. My initial thought was a three. Okay. Like I and like like we've said, I mean the a three isn't like oh never see this film or anything like that. But it was just like I thought it was very very funny, mm-hmm. um, which was appreciative because I mean we did Joyride earlier this year and it was I was really excited for that one, but that comedy really didn't hit like I thought it was going to. Yeah. So I was I was happy that this comedy movie was able to pull out the comedy beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, yeah, all the performances were great. I really loved the, the over the topness of, um, the, the Jeff character. Um, oh my God. Yeah, for sure. I really like the, the, uh, the relationship between, uh, PJ and Josie, the two main characters. It reminded me of, it was funny. So it reminded me of super bad, but like a girl version, but I was like, no, no, the girl version of super bad is book smart. And I was like, that's exactly, this is reminding me of like an American vibe in the American Pie version of Booksmart, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was more focused on sex than, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, I, I did enjoy that. It was like, it was definitely, give, I could see why people were saying like, this is your, your coming of age teen sex comedy, right? Like, you haven't had it in a while, in a, a really long time, I feel like. There was that phase after American Pie where there were a few, but they all got kind of derivative, um, kind of doing the same thing. So it was nice to see. Uh, it was nice to see like th- that return mm-hmm. uh, with just a, like a different, I guess, a different subset from um, from a high school from you know from a high school population, which was cool. But yeah, I think outside of the performances were great. I really like, like I said, I really like the all the casting that they had. Marshawn Lynch was actually a really big surprise. Yeah, he was solid. Um, and it's really sweet to see his uh, the reasoning why he did this. We'll talk about it um, uh, a little bit later. But it was just, yeah, the, the the casting was really good. They worked well together. You could definitely tell they were having fun. It was the first time I saw a um, a uh, I guess a gag reel or something like that in the you know in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could tell they were having a lot of fun. I think the only thing my my, the, my gripe with this movie and why it's the, not higher. I mean, honestly, I'm between a three and three and a half. But it was like the reason why it's not like a four or anything like that. I was, I can never understand this world that they were in. Right? There was absurdity, but it was just like I don't, I, I can't tell. It's one of those things where like, I need to know what's grounded and what's not. You know, and so I need, I couldn't understand that because like the the over the topness of like some of the characters was like, okay, is that them or is that normal in this world type yeah. of thing? And then because of that, I was like, I was constantly questioning what, what where, where are we type of thing and it was like it, it, that's why I, I couldn't um I could, yeah I was constantly I guess just uncomfortable with the awkwardness of it in a way where it's just I couldn't tell where, you know where we were but um outside of that like 
it, I, like I said, it was definitely very funny. Um, this director, um, she tells a, a, a story. You know, it's one of those things where, like, the beauty of representation, all those things, you're hearing stories, you know, that you wouldn't normally hear in Hollywood just in general. So it's just like, I'm liking that she has a, a very centered focus. She's like, there's a part of her in everything that she's written and produced. Like, she did She the Baby, which came out in, like, 2020, which is really, really good. Okay. Um, and that also starred uh, Rachel Sennett. But uh, so I'm really enjoy- I really enjoyed this director's writing and the story that she was telling. I think yeah, my only gripe was just like the I couldn't tell where we were as far as this comedy um, mm-hmm. and this world. But really, really funny. Um, definitely go out and see it. Um, it looks like it's getting a little bit more traction. Um, like in after its like second weekend, I think there was like 400 more theaters that had uh, that added or something like that. So it, I think it's gaining more traction, and you can definitely see why. It is one of the funniest movies of this year. Um, I, I'll definitely agree with that. So uh, three, three and a half for me. It might by the end of this, we'll just I'll put it at a three and a half possibly, but we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'd say I agree uh, with a lot of what you said, and you know, for part of it, I you know I, I this made, movie made me feel old. Maybe it's because I'm 30 now. You know, I, I'm an old man now. So uh, there were just parts I'm just like. Okay, I just like trying to like keep up, and then I was like looking more for the uh, you know the film in general. They're like, yeah, it's really focused uh, towards like uh, Gen Z and like queer, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not really either of those things now. I'm a millennial, um, and so I'm just like, so maybe part of this, you know, I was just part of like the humor was like over my head, but other parts I did find really funny, and like the over the topness, and I think it was it was kind of like when it started, I just needed to like sink into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just needed to be like. All right, this is what I'm here. This is the ride I'm on, and it took me like a second to adjust. But even from like once, like all the football players are like jumping on cars and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, no, this is just over the top, you know, ridiculousness at times. And then I did really sink into and enjoy it. So I'm giving it like a three and a half. Um, I agree with what you said. There were some definitely really funny parts. Some of the humor, I didn't, I, I didn't laugh out loud a ton at it, um, except for some of like, the darker parts. But that, that says more about my humor, I suppose. But, um, but, yeah, so I still think it was funny. Um, yeah, I'm giving it, like, a three and a half. Because, yeah, it just it took me a second to adjust. And then once I adjusted, I kind of sunk in. It was like, oh, no, I really enjoyed the movie. And also I appreciated, oh, it's just always interesting to see, like, different viewpoints and different interactions. And I don't want to spoil anything yet. But, like, I appreciated what happened with Rachel Sinnott's character, PJ, and, like, her interest. You know what I mean? I, like, I was like, okay, cool, like, I like that. And then I like what happened with Josie and her character interest and stuff. So, like, the fact that the movie's able to balance all of that, um, yeah, it definitely, as you said, Mike, those, like, teen drama, like, teen comedies, for sure. I was just focusing on, like, it's a teen movie, just kind of, like, go with the flow a little bit and see what happens. And then definitely when some of, like, the more ridiculous parts happen, you, you kind of just have to laugh. And then just to kind of top it off, too, of, like, just like Joyride is kind of like those like trip movies, but I don't think when we talked about it, kind of like fumbled it a little bit. I think you talking about American Pie or like other teen high school comedies, this one did not fumble it. This one did pretty well, and then it was interesting how. Also, I didn't know what year they were in at times, right? Because like there was like there's a malt shop with milkshakes and milkshakes, and that's like the fifties, and then there's like other stuff going, you know. So it was like I, you know, I saw that as like a, a small town diner type of thing. Fair, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, in a good way. It was kind of one of those where it was like, okay, it's just this is 
where we are and what's going on and then just go with the flow. But yeah, and I agree. And also just who I really enjoyed as well, besides uh, PJ and Josie, uh, was the guy who played Tom or Tim. Tim. Miles Bowler, yeah. Yeah, I, like, Jeff was hysterical and over the top and, like, a character of so many things, but I also really enjoyed Tim. Like, Miles Fowler, I enjoyed a lot of his moments, <laughs> so I'm hoping, I don't think he's really been in much before this. I don't either. think so either, yeah, he looks pretty familiar. Yeah, so I'm hoping that it will be. Unfamiliar, um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I guess just final thing, thinking about, like, yeah, with theaters, I don't remember seeing a ton, a ton of marketing for this movie, um, but... I think it's good. I'm kind of glad to see that it will continue to grow because, for instance, I know um, uh, Ayo Edebiri, and I'm probably butchering that name, but Josie's character, I know her from The Bear, and she's phenomenal in The Bear. So, like, I am pumped that she is in this movie and it's going well for her as well. So, yeah. So, I'm just going to give it a three and a half for now. It took me a sec to sink into it, but I enjoyed it, and I think just about anybody, there's going to be parts you can laugh at, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. So that is uh, what Mike and I are saying. Mike's in between a three, three and a half. I'm a three and a half. As Mike said, uh, there has been picking up more in theaters, which is great. Yo, go check it out. It's worth seeing. It's a fun laugh, and I think most people will be able to enjoy it. Uh, yeah, let's get into some background. So you were saying a whole bunch of other details, like with Marshawn Lynch, for instance, that I didn't know about. So I'd love to hear it. What do we got? Yeah, so Bottoms uh, was released uh, March 11th, 2023. The runtime is an hour, 28 minutes. I really did like that. It kind of it did... It was paced very well. Mm-hmm. I get, but I think that's the thing with comedies. Use I, I don't think you can have a comedy that goes up to like two hours after like after a while because they're not really often they're not story based for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, like if you if you're not if we're not following something, um, th- you know through like proper storytelling, then you can't go on for too long. So this one was like really perfect in its runtime. The budget. I see from I couldn't get it from any big websites, but Wikipedia says the budget was like eleven point three million. For the record, one sec, one sec. Wikipedia, sir, is what really matters at the end of the day. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I'm trying to go to several websites before I, before I land on Wikipedia for certain information. <laughs> um, <laughs> the box office right currently is uh, at seven point six million. So, but I mean, as like you said, I don't think too many people. Um, know about this one i think this is definitely going to benefit from like a word of mouth campaign um you know for it what you're saying is we're doing the best we can for it because this is our tier word of mouth all right we're saying go see it honestly i think i mean and it's also like an indie film so like those films are either usually like you know big hits like your everything everywhere all at once you talk to me type of i got maybe not talk to me it was more indie Kind of, yeah. but it was like, yeah, it's a it's an indie film, so it's just like the return on investment is really like, you know, up in the air in a way. Yeah. Uh, the box, sorry, the Rotten Tomato score is a ninety four for critics, ninety from audiences. So pretty much everybody really loving this one. The genre is comedy. I know we had talked about this um, either off off the podcast or on the on an episode. The fact that uh, not there aren't too many like just comedy movies uh, mm. anymore. Right, it's it's always comedy, action comedy, or something like that, or dramedy, or whatever it is. There's never there have haven't been too many strictly comedy movies out in the past few years. Um, but yeah, so uh, director uh, Emma Siegel, uh, Siegelman, sorry, who like I said, she um, she's fairly new, right? So like the, she did a movie uh, in 2020 called Shiva Baby, mm-hmm. uh, which is. Uh, People were comparing it to Uncut Gems in a way, like the the anticipation. So it was about this young woman who's like in college, but not doesn't really know 
what she wants to, you know, what she wants, what she wants to be. You meet her, and she's like on this like sugar daddy app in a way. It's it's interesting. Okay. And then like she meets with her family to sit shiva, I believe, at like because she's Jewish. Yeah. And um, her sugar daddy happens to be there, like with his, like so she's there with her mom and her dad, and her family, and then like her sugar daddy shows up with his wife and his kid. Huh. It was like it's just like this. And to, like it's it's just constant anxiety because yeah. of the pressures of you know her family and um the you know the religious aspect and those pressures and then the pressure of like the situation with her uh, sugar daddy and everything like that. So that was her first movie, and then like it, that one got uh, like rave reviews. I believe like TIFF and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see that this is her. She's working with uh, Rachel Sennett again because Rachel mm-hmm. Sennett was the uh, main character in Shiva Baby. So um, they seem to work to get well together. Actually, they both they co-wrote this. Her uh, Emma and Rachel Sennett. Okay. Um, so they really they really work well together. They're you know putting out um, really good uh, products. Yeah. So the cast, like we said, is uh, Rachel Sennett as PJ, Io Atabiri as Josie, Ruby Cruz as Hazel, and just a quick background on Io. So you're right. Yeah, she's she's been having this past from 2020 to like right now. She's been in a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. She replaced um, the actress that was playing Missy Foreman um, mm-hmm. on uh, Big Mouth. Then she was in The Bear. Um, mm-hmm. She was in Abbott Elementary as a as a, the main character's little sister. Oh, my God. yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as movies, she was in Theater Camp this year. That was like another like indie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Across the Spider Verse, and then um, and uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So yeah. she's had a big, big year in film this year, and then like she's having a big year on television. It seems as well. Uh, so it's dope to see kind of this. And then she's also very versatile because I think she started out as a writer. So to see her, you know, on screen as well. So, um, and she, also, you are forgetting probably her most prolific role ever as the game show host on a, a sketch segment of I think you should leave. Uh, you know, the one where you have to, like, VR. You know, that was... <laughs> yeah, VR shopping spree, okay. VR shopping spree. Yeah, she was the game show host there. I mean, that was pretty, you know, that really... That might be the peak, but no. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool, because yeah, she has been in so many things. And, like, have you watched yeah. The Bear, out of curiosity? No, not yet, not yet. It's, uh, it's The Bear's really good, and she does a great job. She definitely... My worry with Io and 100%, like, you know... I'm worried about her, but it's just like I just don't want to be typecasted. You know what I mean? Because like the bear, she's yeah, kind of. That's the thing. I don't see her as being. I don't mm-hmm. think she's acting. I think every character I've seen her in is pretty much just her. Yeah, and that's the thing. But I don't anything. Um, she, even though she's her resume right now is very versatile, mm-hmm. I don't think the character choices are as it, it really like um, are as versatile. You know, so yeah. So I'm just yeah, right then she might get typecasted as like the. Kind of quiet, um, kind of awkward. awkward. Yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, I can it. yeah. But she's killing it. So like, she's yeah. definitely one where I'm like, I'm watching what she's going to be coming out mm-hmm. with. And like, if she's in, it, I'm like, okay. Like, I think it's kind of getting to that point where it's like, cool. I'd see a movie with her in it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we have uh, Havana Rose Lou as Isabel, uh, Kaya Gerber as Brittany. Just look this up. Kaya Gerber is a model, obviously, because she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But her mom, her mom is Cindy Crawford. <coughs> I'm very shocked by this. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's interesting. That's crazy." Uh, yeah. Miles Fowler plays Tim. Uh, Nicholas Gal- uh, Galip- 
Glitzen, sorry, plays Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the role he was just born to play. That's just... <laughs> Yeah, that was. <laughs> it was giving me. We just did fucking Fifth Element. It's giving me the the role of a lifetime in uh, Ruby Rod. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And like dancing around with that, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, last I have Marshawn Lynch as Mr. G, who plays the uh, their teacher and uh, club advisor. And then yeah. the little the the background on Marshawn Lynch. So like, I was watching something with the the director talking about the film, and um, she was saying how like. Marshawn Lynch wanted to do this movie because of the fact that his sister was uh, is gay, and he felt like he didn't handle it well in high school. So like this was kind of his redemption, or like to to you know uh, a second chance to do better um, yeah. for his sis- for his sister. So I thought that was like really sweet. Yeah, no, for sure. Something actually that reminds me of something I was just thinking about. You know, with you know, we've talked about like when you kind of set up a rule. Marshawn Lynch, Mr. G, he was very interesting because he was both like a straight man in the way of he was like the you know when he would put his hands in his head, you know, his hands on his face and like shake his head at things of being like this situation's ridiculous. But then he'd be like just as ridiculous like thirty seconds later. Mm-hmm. So, so it was cool to see him. Like, has he ever been in a movie before? I don't know movies. I've seen him on television. That's what I was saying. I was talking to a friend yesterday about this. It was just like I don't think I've, he's ever been forced to read a script. Right, I think they just kind of because of who he is, the personality, the charm. I yeah. think they just kind of let him do the scatterbrain ad lib thing. Mm-hmm. And goes. But it was like with this one, he needed. There was a few times. I mean, he's still ad lib. That was, a, I think, that was a big part of his character. But there was a few times he did need to deliver actual lines, right? Yeah, um, and I think he did. He did re- really well. Because yeah. I've only seen him on like Brooklyn Nine Nine. There was the um, the murder show on Netflix with um, mm-hmm. Will Arnett. Okay. That but that that's more that's more improv, if anything else. But I don't think he's been in an actual movie. I don't think. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, and then the tagline I have here is a movie about empowering women, and then in parentheses it says the hot ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a movie about empowering women and then having sex with them, but that works too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the background that I have. Cool. Awesome. Well, great. So let's kind of, uh, before we hop into a little bit more play-by-play and summary of the movie, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, Edward Hunt. I'm a real estate agent in the DMV that is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I'm on the Just Be team of Compass, and we're all about where you're meant to be. Uh, so if you want any advice on the market or you need uh, some phenomenal contractors or handymen or some uh, amazing lenders that can help with financing, feel free to reach out at any time, and I can connect you with them. Also, a great thing about Compass being a nationwide brokerage is no matter what state you're in in America, I can find you some phenomenal resources there, too. Also, a uh, comic book writer as well. Uh, I should be getting the comic soon, and I'll be posting it online, but you know, feel free to always check it out. We're working on issue two as we speak. Um, but, yeah. Great. Let's get started. So, this movie is called Bottoms, and it's clearly it's about high schoolers. So, we really, you know, it's heavy stuff, for sure, as we start in. A lot of drama, like slow, somber score, I'm sure. Right, Mike? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we open up in um, one of their bedrooms. I believe it's Josie's bedroom, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's yeah, it's our bedroom. Yeah. yeah, and um, they're getting ready for the state fair. Uh, uh, PJ is giving this whole monologue, very energetic monologue, where she immediately reminded me of both um, Jonah Hill and his sister. Mm-hmm. Beanie from um, fucking um, Booksmart. It was just like, yeah. you know, I think this is what, like I said, I enjoyed it in that way because it was just like you have your 
overly hyped, overly sexual, uh, overly sexual best friend, and then the quiet one mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of goes along. Yep. Um, and so yeah, like uh, PJ is talking about how the fact that they've um, they've gotten attractive, <laughs> or finally gotten attractive over the summer. They need to have sex because they're seniors now. Um, they, you know, they're both uh, they're both lesbians, but they, you know. Um, nobody cares about them being lesbians. It's more about the fact that they're untalented and you know all they always yeah, and ugly. We're like we're untalented and ugly. And yeah, damn, that is just all right. And then yeah, so we get that background about them. They've been friends for a very long time. They both have crushes on different cheerleaders from their from their high school. Uh, Josie has a thing for uh, Isabel, and PJ has a thing for Brittany, Isabel's best friend, um, and. I think, yeah, it's just kind of a whirlwind, like, introduction to these characters. Yeah. Which was, I think it, it goes back to what we were talking about, Booksmart. And I don't know what, but it's just one of those things where, like, it's it's easier to believe a friendship or just a lot of things in film and television. When you don't exposit it to me, you show it. So you can see that this energetic fucking uh, PJ. And then Josie, clearly, like, either just used to her shit, tired of her shit, or just obtuse to it. Whatever it is, this is, she knows that's her best friend. This is how she's going to be. And it was as a meeting in the first five minutes of meeting these two characters, which I really enjoyed. Because, yeah, I think it's almost like, you know, in a good way. I don't, but, like, it's like we've seen, like, we've seen this before. As, like, with Booksmart, with, you know, um, you know, whatchamacallit, not Breaking Super Bad. Bad. Super Bad. Yeah, I'm like, not Breaking Bad. I mean, Super Bad. Well, I guess Breaking Bad, they did become friends at the end, too. But, no, but, but you see the people, like, it's... It's a true, it's a tried and true formula that works and it's good. And it's like, you know, if anyone does anything like this that's not this, then you're fucking up at this point in time. Because it works. It's like, no matter how many times you see it, you're like, great, this is still what we want to see. As you said, of like, we see their friends, we see they're together. The dynamic of like the more outgoing one who's kind of pooling the reluctant, you know, one Mm -hmm. along. It might be getting a little played out, but at the same yeah. time, like you see it, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, perfect. I know exactly where we are. I know exactly what's going on with these characters. Let's keep it moving." You know, in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah. So they head to the state fair. I think it's like the the last event of the summer before the school year starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and their goal is to well, maybe not their goal. Yeah. Um, PJ's goal is to finally talk to to uh, Brittany. Yeah. Or like just get something going on between them. Josie's goal, she was very specific. And I thought that was really funny. She was like, look, I'm not going to talk to this bitch at all. We need it for the high school reunion. She busted. <laughs> she busted. She just all, like, you know, just all wrinkly and, like, severely depressed with her life. Not going to be good. That's when I swoop in and be like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's sad, girl. You got to, whew. And then literally, uh, PJ says that's the saddest thing ever. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> uh, it, is a, it is a method, I'll say that. Okay. It's definitely, it's an option. You could do it. That could be the one you want to play out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they get to the state fair. Uh, then they meet up with their friend Hazel, which who is like somebody who, it seems like PJ has a certain, it, it's McLovin, basically. Jesus Christ. I'm yeah. pitching it together right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not in a bad way. Like, this movie has been kind of made before in different ways, but this does have a good twist on it, which mm-hmm. does keep it fresh. Like, that's like, this movie is fresh because of, like, all the other stuff going on with it. Yeah. yeah. So they meet up with Hazel, who's another one of our friends. They make a joke about going to Juvie. And I think what they were trying to establish is that, like Drax before her, Hazel is a very literal person. Yes, 
Very little. <laughs> so like, uh, we they made us each like, oh, she broke her arm because she ate shit, and then Hazel goes, "Did you really eat shit?" That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I think that's it's one of those things where like that's why I couldn't get a hold mm-hmm. of uh, the the awkwardness of this movie, right? <laughs> Because that seems like something, as a super sarcastic person, it was just like, I assumed it was sarcasm and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, it that kind of threw me off. And it was, obviously, they established it now because it'll come into play later. But anyway, so, yeah, we meet Hazel. They make a joke about going to Juvie because, you know, they were gone all summer. Mm-hmm. Hazel believes it. And then shortly after, we see them, uh, like, they do the, you know, the classic high school slow-mo walk. Of the crushes, so like both Isabel and Brittany come up to them, and this is oh my god, this is why I don't miss high school. I think this is like you're saying, like you you've aged out of it. Mm-hmm. So just like PJ once again being Jonah Hill, like over talking uh, and trying to get like uh, trying to flirt with Brittany, uh, mm-hmm. trying to get like some type of you know camaraderie going or something like that, but just being super awkward. <laughs> You can have a hot dog. You're skinny enough for a hot dog. You can eat the bun. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's like, girl, shut up. You were making this worse for yourself. <laughs> and then, like, so, and then when once uh, once PJ fails, uh, fumbles fumbles at uh, flirting with Brittany, she hands it over to her girl, Josie. She was like, Isabel, actually, Josie had something to say. <laughs> Josie is just as awkward. She was like, first of all, I bid adieu. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, so, I, yeah, after they fumble with talking to the crushes, they just leave. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, we, we fucked up, yeah. <laughs> and so they're getting in their car, they're in a parking lot, and then uh, I think they both notice that, uh, what's his name, Jeff and Isabel are fighting, and Isabel's kind of, like, running away from him, uh, and... PJ's like, why don't you offer her a ride? Like, this is the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. So Josie, you know, offers it to give Isabel a ride. Isabel gets in the back seat, and Jeff gets into the like stands in front of the car to prevent them from leaving. Yeah. And one thing, like this is like I said, trying to understand that this world. So every time you see a football player, he's in his uniform. Hundred percent. These football players are so over the top, and, and it's funny as shit. Like they are so over the top constantly, no matter what they're doing. Like, even on the speakers, I think of this, where they're like, get horny for the football players. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous, no matter what. And Jeff is the most ridiculous of yeah. all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, he stands in front of the car to prevent them from leaving. They kind of have this back and forth, like, get out of the car. He's yelling at he's yelling at Josie, like, I don't listen to uh, girls that uh, wear overalls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so after being pressured to, to you know, drive away, uh, Josie kind of just puts the car in drive and hits the gas just a little bit, and it bumps uh, what's his name Jeff's knees ever so slightly, <laughs> and he just collapses. And this is once again, this is the this is what I love the comedy in this. Yeah, the funniest fucking shit is when Jeff collapses, and Tim and the rest of the football players see that he's been hit and come over and act as if he's been shot, and they're like he's holding him there, screaming to the air like why why is this happening? And it was. Because I think it is the over-dramatization of it. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this, is the, this is where, like, for me, I was like, okay, once this happened, I was able to kind of sink into the movie and be mm-hmm. like, all right, this is where I'm at with the movie. Yeah, because, like, that happens. Tim almost has, like, a sixth sense, you know, for what's yeah. going on. He's, like, eating a corn dog. He's like, wait a second. And then the, they were, like, somersaulting over cars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like West Side Story or some shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. They're just cradling him. Man, you're a jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they hit Tim. They quote unquote hit Jeff, sir. And then like because of this, she backs out and leaves. And it was like this is what threw me off because once again, I'm seeing this as a film and not just a comedy or something. You know, being over the top. But it was just like if you had the option to back out, why the fuck did you do that? You could have backed out the whole time. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> but anyway, so they drive away. Uh, then the next day they're at school and they notice that um, people are like kind of staring at them awkwardly. Mm-hmm. And and then they get to the, um, I think they get to their lockers and they're like, it just says some derogatory. Uh, says yeah. Yeah, yeah. So F, F number one, F number two. And like PJ goes, oh, I'm number two this year. <laughs> You're my sidekick. What the fuck? Maybe yeah, they accepted that they're, like everybody knows that they're lesbians and stuff like that. So once again, still funny playing on a mm-hmm. comedy. They go to their first class, which is Mr. G's class. And one of the girls is asking about Juvie because obviously now that rumor has spread a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, then fucking Jeff comes in on crutches. I love this man's performance. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in on crutches, sits in the back of the class, and then, like, he calls, um, I think, Joe, Josie. Mm-hmm. And he just breaks a, 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 a graduated cylinder, was it? It, it was an Erlemeyer flask, sir. Yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't been in the science class in a bit. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, it, she, he breaks the flask and then, like, takes the shard of glass and puts it to his neck. Yeah. And Sean Lynch, a.k.a. Mr. G, just goes, you couldn't just do that with your fist? Yeah, it's like, why are you messing my class like that? What the fuck? <laughs> and then in the back, too, like, all the football players are all in the back. They all have their desks are higher. There's yeah. a football player in a cage back there. It's just... <laughs> Over the top, this this entire movie. Yeah. But yeah, so like they have no, no. So because of the fact that the the principal comes on a speaker and he mentions the fact that in thirty days there's a game against Huntington, their rivals, and some girl gets on the speaker and says that uh, during the the state fair the night before, some Huntington guy had attacked her or whatever. So because of that, because it was Huntington, um, they just cancel the rest of class for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like, this movie doesn't make sense. It's not real high school. It's fake yeah. high school. <laughs> and so, before, like, since class is over, both Isabel and uh, Brittany come up to talk to them about, um, I guess, standing up for her or something like that. Well, Isabel's like, so apparently you beat up my boyfriend. And yeah. it was like, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, this is what this was in the trailer too. It was like you get the announcement. It was like, can the two ugly gays come to my office or something yeah, like that? Untalented ugly gays. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, I guess that's you guys. Yeah. And then so they go to their principal's office, and he's basically threatens to expel them because they ran over um, Jeff, and like Jeff is like super prized in the school because he's you know the starting quarterback, and the, the school has. Uh, very much values football because they have this rivalry with Huntington. Mm-hmm. So it threatens to expel them. Yeah. Also, too, so just like from this whole, like, this movie, is the, the comedy is so irreverent, right? Of just like, he's just like, you two girls can be munching beaver in college, you know, coming out here. Like, <laughs> literally, like the, the movie does not take anything seriously. It does make fun of just about everything. So mm-hmm. I think even though it is like, you could call it like, I guess more of like a queer coming of age film, they're making fun of like very derogatory terms for, yeah. you know, people like homosexual people throughout the entire movie. The entire movie is just makes fun of everything here, yeah. which is in a good way of like, football well, players, as, as, which is refreshing because you're getting back to comedy. That was the whole point of comedy is nobody is above it. You know, nobody's off limits in a way. Like you can still find satire and everything. And I think for a while, maybe for the past like five, six years, everybody was very 
cautious to mm-hmm. tell jokes because you didn't want to offend anyone. But it was like, I mean, that's part of comedy. You know what I'm saying? This one, this movie can, should, and in a good way, kind of offend everybody a little bit. Yeah. But in a, a way you can laugh at it because, like, yeah, that's offensive but funny. But it's not like overtly in other ways of like hate filled or anything like other potential you know, comedies like that, I suppose. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he was about to expel them for running over uh, Jeff, but uh, Josie says, "Oh, it was they were it was a uh, demonstration," and mm-hmm. like she, you know, is scrambling, and she says it's for their self defense class because of the fact that he had not he had mentioned the principal had mentioned over the intercom that a girl had been assaulted the night before. So it was just like with Huntington out there attacking us and stuff like that. We us women wanted to find a way to you know protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so he says, uh, you guys got a girl fight club? All right, whatever. Just get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he lets them off the hook. They go to the bleachers, very very Grease style. I guess every mm-hmm. high school just, you just hung out on the bleachers. Never did, but whatever. No, uh, never did. I don't think you were allowed to at my high school, just for the record. <laughs> we had a whole hour lunch. You're like, you couldn't go to the bleachers. Just saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so when they're hanging out on the bleachers, with uh, it's PJ, Josie, and Hazel. Uh, Josie gets very much into this this character which is who is very derivative but it was just like why don't we start it right mm-hmm. we get these girls you know um we're fighting pj right this pj yeah 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 pj was the, yeah pj yeah. was the one who was more pushing yeah 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 after yeah this is after the fact after they left the uh the uh, principal's office but she's saying pj saying it was like why don't we start the fight club we get you know we get girls to come right and it was like now we're fighting and we're doing all this stuff and next thing you know we're like just kissing each other. It's just, <laughs> so just being very creepy, but just showing it was like they're teenagers. They're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. find themselves. So they're trying to get some. Teenagers want to get some. That's what's... <laughs> so Hazel mentions that there's a lack of female um, camaraderie in in the school, and PJ initially says that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. But then you see her using that same same yeah. to get different women in the um, in the school to join. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, before, oh no, yeah, so they have their first meeting, right? There's only a few girls there, uh, and okay, immediately, huh? <laughs> yeah, PJ is upset, like, oh, all these girls are sixes. Um, yeah. and she mentions that one of the girls could be cool if she, uh, what is she, if she, like, bathed and got rid of her braces or something. Yeah, shit. like, lost the cat, bathed and got rid of her braces, something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they, once again, they don't know now. Hazel does, and Hazel is a very important character. Even though she's the McDovin, but uh, she was saying how like she could teach them Taekwondo or something like that, and then they could move on to like just, just different types of uh, fighting styles. Uh, and so, uh, what happens? Oh yeah, so they kind of do their first demonstration where <laughs> fucking uh, PJ leans into the whole ju- juvie, you know, angle. Yeah. And saying how, so they pick one girl, and they, they start pushing, and, like, she pushes her first. And then, like, um, she punch, <laughs> she gets her to punch her in the face. Well, she gets, P, so, uh, PJ, or no, Josie punches PJ. Yes, yes, the, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they really lean into, like, the whole juvie thing, and, like, uh, Josie's like, yeah, and, like, I almost killed a girl or something, but they brought her back for the first <laughs> one. <laughs> I just took her outside and punched her. Uh, until she wasn't alive. He was like, so she, she, so you killed her? He was like, 
Well, <laughs> well, actually, they, the ambulance came and brought her back, but you know she was dead for a couple minutes. Well, yeah, so they give the first demonstration. Uh, Josie punches uh, PJ in the face, breaks her nose so fucking hard. Yeah, she. And then the girls are like, "That's that's what we need to learn to in order to protect ourselves." And so one of the girls goes, "I can't. I think her name was Amber or something like that, but the black Republican." Yes. Uh, <laughs> or maybe Annie, but she goes. Um, we need an advisor because I mean because it's you know because you're basically you just started a club where you're punching each other in the face. If you don't have an advisor, they're going to shut you down so quick. So this mm-hmm. is when they decide to ask Mr. G because they assume that he'll be the least attentive advisor in, yeah. in the school. And sorry, just good, like for another part with the joke when like they go to his class and he's like the Holocaust was real, it happened, and then like a student raises his hand, he shut the fuck up, it happened. <laughs> you're just like what? That was funny as shit. That was, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go to Mr. and they're trying to trick him. And I think this is what this is what like I said. I think it was hard for me to understand this world or get mm-hmm. comfortable or acclimated to it because of the fact that so they lie to him about what the the club is for. It's basically about feminism and talking about their periods. They're just having a, but they didn't tell him that it was a fight club. Yeah, he's like he wants, and they, they they made the joke about being an ally, and that's the best part of being an ally. Just say you're gonna do stuff, but not actually have to do it. You don't have to show up or do anything as long as you say it. You're good. That's actually the better way to be an ally. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, that, they tell him all these things just to get him to sign off on the club. He mm-hmm. signs off. They have their first official meeting, and now there's a, a a few more girls that join, and so he comes in. And it's clearly a fight club, right? So Joe, once again, PJ back on her soapbox about how um, this club is official. It's not for play play. What time is it? Three thirty. We start at three fifteen, not three sixteen, not three seventeen. And then uh, as she's giving this, you know, speech and being threatening and like kind of jumping at the different girls that she passes, we see a, the door open, the door to the gym open, and both Isabel and Brittany come in, and mm-hmm. she's just shocked because of the fact that like. Oh, her and it was another girl, I th- uh, Sylvie. Um, but um, yeah, so now it's now her whole attitude has changed because she was like, "Oh, now my crush is here." The the reason why I was trying to start this shit, she's actually arrived, right? And then like, so somebody says, "I so I thought you said we had to be here." At, you know, it didn't start at three thirty. She was like. That was for like you know uh, the next one. Yeah, that's next week. You know, right now we're learning it. Next week, next week, be on time. Right now, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and this is what I was saying. So, like, they give their first demonstration where like they start fighting. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think they were pushing at first or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. And Mr. G sees this, and he just like just lets it go on. I mean, he tried to stop it a bit, and then he was just like, but it was just like. A, I couldn't understand. I'm once again. I'm only going based on what you're telling me in this film. Yeah. You lied to him. He showed up the first day. I would assume that they would have had to adjust something, yeah. you know, until he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He just knew up front, so it was just like, why, why lie? I, it's like little stuff like that. But it was like, I'm trying not to be as critical, but I'm still watching this as a film, right? I'm very much. I can only go on whatever whatever information you give me. Yeah. Well, I think with part of that too, it's and you. you it's a, it's a high school comedy movie, you know. So you have to like, you know, go back to like one of like the most. Well, I don't know about it now, but like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's mm-hmm. no fucking reason why everything worked out so well for Ferris Bueller. You know, the, the, this man led a parade and he. If broke you the believe that Ferris parade. exists, yeah, yeah it exactly. makes. <laughs> as long as he's not a figment of the other dude's imagination, exactly. 
you know, so like, I think for some of that, you just kind of have to like turn a little bit off. But I agree, because I was, but 100% with that, he was like flip flopping in the moment of like, we oh, you can't be doing this. Well, I mean, maybe. Whoa, 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 we can't be doing this. I mean, well, maybe. And you're like, what is your actual. Character? I think, because like you said earlier, it was like Marshawn Lynch was very much the grounded character, or maybe the audience, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's okay, this is this is my compass. This is how, this is how I know to go from here. He's reacting like how I would react, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. You didn't have too many grounded characters, so I could never get grounded in the film myself. Yeah, you know? fair. Yeah. I think that's, that's why I was so um, indifferent when it came to like the rating and how I felt about the movie. It was just like I could yeah. never get grounded because you never gave me a character to relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. in, comedy, if, in comedy, if there isn't a straight man, you know, someone like the more grounded character to react, then technically the audience must be the straight man or more yeah. grounded character. So they react from it. So maybe there's for that. But I do agree of like it was a little confused. Like Marshawn Lynch's character was confusing 100%. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think this was, we can just jump through it. But it was just like the, the Brittany and Isabel show up. Uh, and it's just a bit of a montage of them, mm-hmm. you know, just fighting, showing that. Like, obviously, it's, it's, they don't really know what they're doing. They're just doing this for a ploy anyway. Yeah. But you do see there that both PJ and uh, Josie, now they kind of have more friends. Different people in the school are, um, you know, giving them high fives and stuff. It's not just the women, it's the guys as well. So it's like they're gaining popularity because of this club. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being more confident in themselves, too. Yeah. I think that was the big thing. Is like the fact that they had, like, all the female friendship and camaraderie gave all the women there more confidence in themselves. And when they were more confident in themselves, it kind of just spread out in other ways, too. But, yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, one moment where, like, they're talking to Hazel and saying how, like, yeah, it's cool that we're fighting and stuff like that, but it was just like the kind of Hazel's point to the club was the camaraderie between the women in the mm-hmm. school. So it was just like we don't maybe we could just spend a day where we don't punch each other, but we kind of have a heart to heart. So we get that they're, they're sitting in a circle. This is not you know punch, this is not fight day. This is more of let's get to know one another. So it's like kind of each one of them talk about you know um, real things in their lives, and you get like Brittany saying that. People just see her as attractive, but it was just like she owns her own business. Like you know, she's very smart and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. that's only thing. The only thing that people can see is the the aesthetics. They don't look anything deep, like any deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So. With that though, I mean, I will say like she even self described herself. She's like really just my whole personality is hanging out with uh, yeah. Isabella. I'm mm-hmm. like, if you're gonna describe yourself like that, then you can't be upset when people don't think anything more <laughs> of you besides that one thing. I'm just saying. But yeah. But yes, and then we get a um, a really uh, good moment from Josie, mm-hmm. where she's just kind of just I, or she I think lies, where hmm? she lies. <laughs> I think what she realizes is that she was very much a passenger in her own life, hundred percent. Um, which is, I mean, I think, and I think she she obviously already knew it. She I coded the 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 monologue in lies, but I think the truth there was the fact that. I think all of them just finding not having an outlet, not having either a sisterhood or just an ear or whatever it is. So just like I think her, especially Hazel, the same way we see that. Um, I think I don't I couldn't understand why we kept going to Hazel's house, but you'll see later. But it was just like Hazel, her mom is going through a divorce and she's not handling it well. And Hazel does didn't know how to handle that in, in, in turn. So it was just like her having that. Cl- the club was more than just, you know, them fighting. It was them finding their tribe, you know. Where. So as Josie's giving her speech, you definitely see Isabel kind of lighting, kind of 
showing interest in her, like just admiring the the honesty of Josie. And then um, right after we get a fucking Mr. G saying, "I'm going through a divorce right." Now. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, that feels good to say." He was like, "Yo, men need therapy," and I think. <laughs> But uh, it kind of breaks that moment. Uh, but uh, so after after the um, that club meeting, we see Isabel go over and uh, invite uh, what's her name? Invite uh, Josie to study that evening mm-hmm. for for some tests. And then you see them get them both gaining traction with their crushes. Yeah. Um, and that is when we also see that uh, I think PJ goes home early, and. Uh-huh. Huh? No, PJ. Sorry. Hazel. Hazel. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hazel goes home early, and we see you hear her mother having sex with someone. And when the, she comes out of the room, they're at the top of the stairs, and the person she's having sex with is Jeff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like PJ doesn't know what to do about it. Damn, I'm sorry. Hazel doesn't know what to do about it. So she tells mm-hmm. she tells both um, uh, PJ and uh, Josie the next day. They were having like some car wash and selling panties. And this was like, yeah. I was, what I'm saying, I couldn't get grounded in this film because like, what do we do? You know, but anyway. There the car some- wash is weird. Like, I, I agree. The car wash as a whole was very odd. Um, yeah, just, I didn't really, like, I get you're trying to raise money for something, I suppose, but like, I didn't really see how it went in because it was like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I found the car wash odd. Yeah. But yeah, so the the important part was the fact that uh, Hazel tells PJ and Josie about uh, her mom sleeping with uh, Jeff, which means that Jeff is cheating on Isabel. Yeah. And uh, they go, "Are you gonna to Josie? Are you gonna tell Isabel because she has a date with her that night?" So we jump to the them at the malt shop, like this is a Riverdale. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, you you see they're having a good time and talking back and forth, and I think. Josie just comes out and says that um, Jeff is cheating on uh, cheating on Isabel, and Isabel. Yes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was thinking like so. Yeah, I was thinking that Josie wanted to tell the truth about not being in juvie. You know, like when it was like leading up to that, but then she mm-hmm. chickened out last second and then changed yeah. it to tell her the truth about Jeff cheating on uh, Isabel. Yeah. yeah. So this is some the comedy was throughout the film, but I, like I said, I think I did love Jeff and Tim's character. Yeah. So like. They're online in and at lunch, mm-hmm. um, and Tim being fucking uh, Jeff's just like his right hand man or whatever. He's just like they're online and the lunch line. They're adding things like you see everybody else has like pasta or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Jeff has a, a smooth steak. Yeah, because everyone loves Jeff. Jeff is like the golden boy of the entire high school. Yeah. Everyone's like on Jeff. Like yeah, and so like he goes to get like he's obviously moving down the lunch line, getting each thing of lunch, and then they put a fruit cup on his uh, on his um, tray. Yeah, and looks at it and goes, "What is that? Pineapple." The fuck is wrong with you, Judith? Like we talked about this, and then like, Jeff just goes, "Eat shit, Judith," and walks away. And I was just, I, I love this fucking movie. Like, this is- <laughs> and, and this was probably like one of my that I actually laughed out loud was like Tim or yeah, Tim threw the fruit cup behind and it hit this dude. It was like telling him, and he was like drawing. On yeah, the he's like that's it. <laughs> and he flipped it, the page and he was like, "This is it. I didn't want to have to do it, but I have to." And he said, "Plan to go to school." <laughs> I was like, "God damn it!" Because it's like the weird look. It is. It's a weird looking white dude who's like wearing all black and he's just like oh no but, so they then, yeah. but yeah so then Jeff and the football team go they sit at the they sit at the table at the like I guess the back of the cafeteria in front of a painting of like is it Michelangelo's 
Probably. I didn't. Actually, I didn't really notice, but yeah, probably. It was the, the one where like the, the uh, he's like touching out to God or whatever. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're sitting there like fucking Jesus and his disciples for some fucking yep. reason, and then uh, in comes Isabel with this new knowledge that um, he's cheating on her. And so, like, she confronts him immediately about it. He's like, are you, are you are you cheating on me? He was like, no, baby, I told you. I would never do that again. <laughs> After the four times with your sister, that was it. I was done. <laughs> and then, like, uh, Hazel, I think, Hazel goes, I saw you, or whatever. And Jeff just goes, shut up, nerd. I fucked your mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, Lord. Yeah, the fucking player is ridiculous. <laughs> But so like in uh what's her name? Isabel breaks up with uh breaks up with Jeff and then goes, I wanna get revenge. So yeah. the, the fight the girl the fight club get together, they get somebody's van, I don't know whose it is. Yeah. Uh, they get, you know, a bunch of um toilet paper and eggs and they're gonna TP his house. And then I think as they right before they leave the um the cafeteria, Hazel goes, Now fuck that, let's let's blow up his car. Yeah. And <laughs> Then PJ goes, yeah, Hazel, let's do terrorism. (laughs) So fucking, they get together that night, they get get their eggs, their their toilet paper, and they drive to his house, and they're just, you know, vandalizing his home. And doing it very badly. Like, the toilet paper's not doing anything, couple of (laughs) eggs at best, very bad at vandalizing. You know, what was even funnier was the fact that Jeff is at home, yeah. He's, he's like uh, he has his headphones. He's using a Walkman. I guess I yeah. get what you're saying about what time this was. He's yeah. using an actual Walkman. Yeah, it was almost kind of like they were trying to be like, "Hey, modern teenagers," but then any adults that from like the '70s, you know, like yeah. '80s when they're in high school, it's gonna apply to you too because of what is going on right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's in the house while this is going on, but he can't hear them because he has headphones on. Mm-hmm. So. As the girls are vandalizing the house, uh, Josie goes back to the car to keep Is- uh, Isabel company and kind of they have a moment or whatever. Um, and they're right as they're about to kiss, we see that Hazel has been underneath his car and she's setting up, she's actually setting up a bomb. A bomb. Yeah. Like I said earlier, she's yeah. a very literal person. She doesn't understand sarcasm. Yep. So when she mentioned, let's blow up his car. And PJ just goes, yeah, let's do terrorism. She yeah. saw that as the go-ahead and not as a, a joke. I guess we're doing terrorism today, man. <laughs> All right, there we go. And so she sets off the bomb, and she's trying to do it for 15 minutes, but ends up doing it for 15 seconds. Classic Hollywood bomb making. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so right as Josie and Isabella are about to kiss, because they have this heart-to-heart about her lo- their love languages and mm-hmm. like basically the girls having each other's back. Well, her love, like, Isabel says her love language is people uh, yelling and beating up other people for them. Like, oh, and giving gifts. Yeah. <laughs> and then Josie goes, is the second one gift, gift, gift giving? Giving and at the same time, and yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, so they're, yeah, as they were about to kiss, the car explodes. Um, Jeff still doesn't hear it. And so all the girls are, like, screaming and freaking out. They get into the car, yeah. and they drive off. And, and Jeff will see him drive off. You and, know, yeah, Jeff sees him because he sees the fire outside of his house. Yeah. The next day, like, uh, you see uh, Josie and PJ walking, you know, to their lockers. And this is where they get intercepted by Tim because Tim has been kind of researching. Like, so he mentions the fact that I think he had mentioned earlier that their club is cool, but it's taking attention away from the football team. Yep. 
<laughs> so they need to kind of disband, right? Yeah. So he's been doing research on their their claims to going to juvie and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then he sa- he mentions that kind of that he had saw them uh, that at, at at Jeff's house, yeah, um, and blowing up his car. And he just goes because uh, Jeff needed a new car anyway. Yeah, he's like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Jeff needed a new car anyway, and he's like just steadily getting closer to Josie's face. <laughs> and so, um, oh, sorry. Uh, so the the club meets in the gym, and they're kind of saying that they kind of uh, oh they're definitely gonna get um disbanded. Like they're gonna they're gonna bring us up for what we did. And um, PJ's like, no, they won't. Like, what do, what do you mean? Like, they they don't know if it was us. Like, let's not let's not talk about that. Um, but before it happens, and then Annie's like, I mean, don't get mad that it's done. Yeah. <laughs> just love the fact that it happened. Like, everybody's just re- resigning to the fact that the club is over. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hazel makes a comment uh, about something, and this is where we get kind of the the you know the third act fight where uh, PJ says like, you don't have any friends. Or something like that, and your mom's a skank, you know, and, yeah. and Hazel just you know, kind of stands up and just leaves. So this is always what gets me, and I think I probably said something similar in Book Smart, and I th- I'll probably say it for every comedy teen, you know, teen comedy movie. I don't understand why these people get in the fights they do, you know, <laughs> because I love them. Like every now and then, the fight seems legitimate. This fight did not seem legitimate enough. I feel like oftentimes in in these these this genre of film, it's not legit. It's for plot purposes. For sure, it's never <laughs> organic or it never yeah. makes sense. I agree. So that's Which just frustrating because of the fact that because of the fact that these these movies have beats that they need to hit. Everything yeah. seems derivative at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because like that's the one thing. It's like for all these kinds of movies, it's I just want it. I want it to be organic. I want the fight to be a little more organic and make more sense. Because I think it would just deliver so much more mm-hmm. for the movie as well. But you know, if movies got a movie. We need to move the plot along. You need to have some falling out so everyone can come back together at the end. It's how movies work. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that night, uh, I think Isabel goes over to Jody's. Sorry, Josie's. Um, and she's in her room, uh, and they, they they actually kiss, and they have sex. And then at, in parallel, you see, uh, what's her name, PJ, mm-hmm. at Brittany's house. Uh, oh, and it's real quick, sorry, real quick. When when uh, Hazel left the gym after PJ humiliated her, mm-hmm. he was waiting. He saw Hazel, and he calls after her to kind of, you know, um, seem like to console her, but clearly for nefarious reasons, just mm-hmm. to... Heads up for that. So yeah, uh, Isabel and uh, Josie are uh, have sex in her her um, her bedroom, and then PJ goes over to Brittany's uh, because she's been making slow but surely been making headway in that relationship as well. And so they're sitting on the bed and they're kind of flirting, and uh, uh, what's her name? P- PJ goes to kiss Brittany, and Brittany just goes, "Oh, I'm I'm straight." Yeah, and which is I guess a bit of subversion because you would assume that it was, a, but I feel like that same shit happened in um, Superbad, where the overly sexual one didn't get the girl, but McLovin did. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of well. I mean that it, it does. It kind of happens like that a lot. For, yeah, like in that way. Oh yeah, like the one that's trying harder doesn't actually succeed in it, and the one you know the other one does. Um, but I mean, so with that though, I will say, uh, this is what I mentioned earlier is like, 
Josie hooked up with uh, Isabel, and then when PJ went to try and uh, hook up with Brittany, it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I like that the movie had that just as a way of being like, hey, everyone's not gay, and that's okay. Right? You know, it, it doesn't have to be like a everyone hooks up with everybody, or it's just like, no, it's like, you know, it's, this is what happens. Like, not everyone's gay, so she shot her shot, and they were still friend- on friendly terms afterwards, because you still, like, expressed interest, and then got rejected, but as best you can get rejected, because rejection sucks no matter what, but it still, like, was able to kind of keep moving along with it in a not super awkward way, and that's good, because that's that reflects real life. Which, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, so... We have those two moments. The next day, there's a pep rally because I think the was the football game is like a, three days away or some shit like that. They've been counting down, but it's been not important. They started with 30 days, but um, yeah, so we're counting down one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're at the pep rally. Um, Tim is like uh, Tim and uh, Jeff are uh, presenting for, and then first they present the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders do a um, a routine, and it was just literally them pouring water on Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was it. That's the whole routine. I mean, then you have Marshawn Lynch, Mr. G, just shaking his head like this at it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then Tim comes back up and he's saying how I'm uh, mentioning about the Girl Fight Club, and then both Josie and what's her name, uh, PJ, get a shout out. Josie tells PJ that um, what happened the night the night before mm-hmm. with uh, Isabel, and then. Um, Tim, you know, says, well, because they've been obviously, you know, helping girls defend themselves, but we should do a demonstration. And yeah. so he calls Hazel down from the stands, and it was supposed to be a demonstration under Hazel's understanding that she was going to be fighting PJ because they had just had their fight the day before. So she was like, yeah, I want to kick PJ's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tim tricked her, and he decides to get one of the either a wrestler. Or one of the guys in the cage from the football team. Yeah, it was definitely, he was a football player too, but he was also like the best boxer at the school and whatever. Tim's all like, the most average guy in the school. You know, he's just like, if she can beat up an average guy, and he's ripped in a cage, screaming at the top of his lungs, like, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so we get this fight between this football player and Hazel, and I think he throws her around a bit. Um, but then she, because she did mention that she had did, um, she had done uh, taekwondo, so she she, do, she is able to defend herself a bit. Uh, Keyword a bit, a uh, little bit. Yeah. And then he just uh, slams her to the ground, and then we get uh, Tim saying, "Well, what the hell is happening here? I thought you guys were uh, mm-hmm. in the self defense class, learning how to fight. Like, why can't you fight this average guy? Like you say, keep missing how average is fucking." Yeah. Colossal, colossal football player is, and um, then he goes to drop the the bombshell that the only reason the reason that they can't fight is because of the fact that Josie and PJ started the fight club under false pretenses. It was just to hook up with cheerleaders, yep. and like he tells us to the rest of the um, the rest of the school, and both uh, especially Isabel, but she's she's very hurt because of the fact that she once one they just had sex, but two she was truly feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. Some type of way about Josie and to, to feel like she was lied to, uh, yeah. and the other girls uh, who were in the Fight Club feel betrayed as well because of the fact that you know they were looking for their tribe. They thought they had found you know yeah. a solid group of friends, 
And so I mean, it is the, you know, the, the all is lost movie. Yeah. All is lost. Yeah. So uh, then you get the fight between uh, Josie and uh, what's her name? PJ, because PJ blames Josie because she said, she said, if you hadn't hit, I think if you hadn't hit, uh, what's his name? Jeff, we wouldn't have been on his radar. We wouldn't have yeah. to do, do all this stuff. It's and, the normal one of like the outgoing ones kind of blaming the book yeah. smart one kind mm-hmm. of everything, and then like the book smart one says something to her, and then the outgoing one storms away. And, and then that was then that's what it, she basically said. It was just like you're talk, you always talk for you all your talk of sex and having sex. You're the only one that's not having and not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they kind of break off. Uh, they play the greatest song from my childhood, which was Avril Lavigne, "Complicated." Uh, yeah. Um, and then, um, so everybody's kind of, you know, devastated. You know, the the club is disbanded. Both Josie and PJ aren't talking. Josie goes to talk to their babysitter, who was the one that. That's how they met. They had the same babysitter as kids. Okay, because I was wondering, like, that seems so random to me. Well, so it was briefly mentioned uh, in the scene with uh, Josie and Isabel when she was in her room, because the, uh, Isabel picked up a picture of them as when they were kids. Okay. And she mentioned that they had the same babysitter. Yeah. And she was kind of the gay guru since they both, they, the babysitter was gay, they both came out. Yeah. And so. Oh, it's a quick side, sorry, just because, like, it made me laugh. It's like the picture of them as them as kids is still clearly them, current age, but just yeah. looking close. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what was so sweet. Like, I. <laughs> They're like the key to make anyone look younger, just turn the hat around, and then they look significant. Well, that's one of my biggest gripes with um, Hollywood is and their Photoshop work. Like yeah. I saw that I didn't get to mention when we did the Equalizer, but it was just like when they had the picture of Emma and her parents from the prior movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all couldn't get these three people in the fucking room. Like <laughs> you had to superimpose it like that. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want to spend the money. But that's all. Every time you see a picture, like a, an important picture in a movie in Hollywood, it always like really. Yeah. Why you look like Luke from The Mandalorian? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> so Josie goes to see uh, their. Uh, Babysitter Rhodes to tell them, you know, they've been they're fighting, mm-hmm. and she gives her the you know regular you know, the platitudes of, of a of a guru like it's nothing nothing important and as like you said it, it was very seems like a nonsense scene and mm-hmm. it, I just I heart back to it is like this is why I could never get grounded in this film yeah at all mm-hmm. right even like a Talladega Nights you knew where you were you know what I'm saying. Like, it was Talladega Nights is a four and a half to a five, sir. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you got you knew where you were in that world. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying even like the the even when fucking Jock comes in or something like that, like he's yeah. wild, Ricky's wild, like. It, but you knew where you were, right? Yeah. So I think this one. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're not first, you're last. So obviously you know where you are. You're either first or last in that movie. That's just all you can do. Too early for the dad jokes. Uh, but yeah, so but yeah, this. She goes to Rose for, uh, for I guess, motivation. She doesn't get much, but Rose does mention the fact that um, Huntington, like, the robbery is so serious between Huntington and their school that they usually try to kill one of the football players. Yeah. Um, and then she mentions in, like, X amount of years, they uh, killed, they burned him at the stake and his dog. <laughs> they drowned another guy in the lake. Um, yeah. They caught another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... 
now I've and I think this is this is what got weird because it was like this is the motivation to get the group back together. Yep, they gotta save the football players. Now they need to save football players for some fucking reason. So uh, Josie goes to see uh, PJ, and they kind even though they're fighting, um, they kind of patch things up because they need to get the group back together to save. Um, the football players, which is really weird, but also because of the fact that I think they didn't want the other girls to be ostracized for the fact that they were associated with Josie and PJ. I think that was kind of what they were trying to do. But anyway. I I will say, with the babysitter and everything, I was like, all right, we're in Act 3, we have to have a resolution, so Mm -hmm. I kind of I, yeah. I turned off my brain even a little bit more for this one. I did. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it goes by quick. They go to the football game. They they get the um, PJ apologizes to Hazel in the worst apology ever. I was like, no, nah, I'm still mad. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they apologize. So the girls forgive them. They go to try to uh, Joji goes to try to apologize to Isabel and the other um, the cheerleaders, but they're not hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they notice that. The other stands, the other bleachers for Huntington are just empty. Nobody's yeah. there. And it was like, you don't see that as a red flag. We need to figure out what they're going to do before they do it. Um, and so they say they need a distraction. So they try to get Hazel to create another bomb to as a distraction. But her bomb doesn't work. And so instead, you get Hazel and... They were trying to get the cheerleaders to kiss, but then they, they kind of refused to. Why were they trying to get the cheerleaders to kiss again? For it's what? a distraction. It's just a distraction. Okay. Yeah. But this is this is what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yes, I was. I, I kind of turned it off. Yeah. It also doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense that like when you find out what the other team was trying to do, it doesn't make sense that there was no one in the other stands. Like, yeah. why not have people in the stands? But yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, in order to distract the crowd, Hazel and PJ kiss. But that only lasts for for so long. Then Huntington, the football players at least show up, yeah. and the game starts. Well, and Josie figures out what the plan is because she's putting together the pineapple juice, you know, like picture. She there's like a picture of pineapple. Yeah, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. As the game starts, Josie notices something, uh, like the something from the sprinkler system. So she goes to the side of the bleachers and yeah. sees that there's a bunch of empty, fifty uh, gallon bins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pieces together this piece, this piece of paper, and it just says pineapple juice. And we learned earlier in the lunchroom that Jeff is definitely allergic to pineapples. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in one of the plays, uh, we see that they tackle Jeff, and the Huntington tackles Jeff, and they just hold him down. Yep. And they're hoping to get the sprinklers to go off yep. so that uh, he'll get hit, you know, with pineapple juice and die. Jesus Christ. And you know, football serious. <laughs> and so the the girls from the fight club go to the um go to the go like storm the field. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Josie carries Jeff off the field so that he doesn't get hit by the sprinklers. The mm-hmm. Huntington players see the girls and now they attack them. And we get this: the cheerleaders come to help um, mm-hmm. to fight the the football players. And it's just like they're just fighting. I mean, uh, fucking PJ for the one that talked all the shit was getting her ass kicked. Yeah, Hazel was putting in work. Uh, fucking Isabel was putting in all the work. Brick stabbed a guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 stabs a guy. She takes, the, she takes the mascot sword for some fucking reason. Falls back, and then like the football player gets pushed into the sword. <laughs> yeah, gets impaled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So they yeah they beat up all the uh, football players in this fight scene, which was brutal. Oh, I meant to mention earlier we're at the pep rally. Um, after Hazel gets defeated, 
and they admit that the the girls lie. The fucking football mm-hmm. player kicks her in the face, and it is yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I forgot to I forgot to mention that because it was like after I saw that because once again it's it's giving you the stakes in this film it's giving you mm-hmm. how brutal they're gonna get so when, once I saw that I was like oh this fight on the field is gonna be wild yeah. the homeboy and I was like it was All a very right. brutal fight yeah <laughs> and so they defeat the football players and then the sprinklers go off Tim because it was like for some reason none of the football players are fighting they were like chicken they were like cowering in like yeah it was weird but anyway uh, Tim. Because like, it was obviously it's pineapple juice. Tim recognizes that it's pineapple juice. Yeah. And realizes what Huntington was trying to do and what the Fight Club was trying to do. So he starts doing a slow clap because it's a fucking <laughs> high school movie. You know, I fucking love Tim. Tim was my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Tim was so silly. <laughs> and so yeah, they start applauding the girls, and now the the rest of the school is um, cheering them on as well. You yeah. get uh, Josie and Isabel kiss because you know they she apologizes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Isabel says, "All you had to do was just talk to me. You didn't have to start this this club." Yeah. And Josie was like, "I don't know if that's really true, or just saying." Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, finally, the Hazel, yeah. say again. I was saying the bomb Hazel put over there the tree. Saying, yeah, finally, the, finally, the tree that uh, they were trying to blow up, the bomb goes off, and um, the guy who uh, so the guy who said he was gonna blow up the school says that was my that was mine or whatever. That was my idea. You're stealing my thunder or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the movie's over. And then it was like I said for the first time I saw a gag reel in mm-hmm. the credits of the film. It's been a minute. Yeah, it was fun because it had like you know they had the whole um, scene. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like you just have the same scene and you just throw out stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you, they let them ad lib at improv, right? Yeah. McCarthy yeah. does a lot. Kevin Hart. So they, it was. A, it was a scene with um, it was one Marshawn Lynch doing a bunch of ad libs, and then it was a Jeff when they were at the lunch. The lady was like, "Eat shit, Janice!" I'm like, yeah, yeah. Eat, shit. Yeah. "Eat shit, suck a dick, fuck off!" You know, it's just yeah. whatever's gonna stick. Yeah, but yeah, so, and yeah, and that's the that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and like the last little fun thing I thought was funny around the same time was when um, Josie saved Jeff. Jeff was like, "You saved me," and like tried to. Like, yeah. just, yeah. no, 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 It's just like high five. It's like, all right, catch you later. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the movie. Um, before we get into our closing thoughts, uh, any likes or dislikes that we didn't really touch on while we were going through everything, Mike? No, I thought that's it. Like I said, I really enjoyed the the humor. Right, it's it's seeming that we haven't gotten too many like just solid comedies and it was like ones that you know would reach the comedy reaches a broader audience right it seems like the comedies that have come out recently um it's not a mainstream audience that it that likes it or the you know since comedy is so subjective that uh, Mm. it just doesn't come off as funny which is weird because it's a fucking comedy but I, I really like the comedy. I really like it. It was. It reminded me of like, like I said, the '90s and early 2000s, the sex movies, the teen yeah. sex movies, right? Or even like, like fucking uh, Fast Time as a Ridgemont High or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Or Days and Confused or whatever it is. It was just like going back to those days. Even fucking American Graffiti from like that's yeah. Ron Howard. Like, um, so I, and it was just it was just doing it for a mo- both a modern audience and a and a disenfranchised group in in the in the uh, LGBTQ. So I think that was that was really dope. That those yeah. those are the things I really liked. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, we pretty much touched on everything, likes and dislikes throughout the movie for me as well. So from there, I guess uh, let's review. Mike, you gave it a three to a three and a half. What's your final say? You got to pick one, sir. I, I'm going to go a three and a half. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, my only dislike was the fact that it was a bit derivative. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then, like I said, I just couldn't get grounded in it. But mm-hmm. it, it was, for a comedy, it was funny as hell. Uh, yeah. I, I can't deny that. I really liked it. Yeah, so three and a half, final, uh, cool. final score. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm sticking with my three and a half as well. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It took me a second to sink into it, but again, once I did and just kind of accepted where we were, I was like, this is a funny movie. And yeah, I'd say definitely check it out. Um, yeah, it's cool too, just like looking at the uh, director, Emma uh, Seligman. Is that how you, pronounce, or, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Do you know? Yeah, Seligman. Yeah. Seligman. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so the fact that she had, you know, I haven't seen Shiva Baby yet, but I'm planning on seeing it. And, like, this was another one. So considering she's had two solid movies out, I'm interested to see what else she does in the future. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. We are the Two Meddling Kids. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us at, at Two Meddling Kids on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at Two Meddling Kids at gmail.com. Mike, how can I reach out to you, sir? On Instagram at Days From Legendary. Perfect. And if you'd like to reach out to me, I'm at EdHunt77 on Twitter and Instagram and Hunt.Comics on Instagram for all things comic related. Until then, everybody, we'll see you next week with a brand new movie. Catch you later.